Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals. Concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences. You name it, Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD to save $10. Episode number 106, the Prolific Writer Podcast. is your host, Ryan J. Pelton. And today I have Dr. Tian Doan on the show, and we are going to do a live coaching session on a book that he's working on, and it should be interesting. So I'm so glad that you are here. But first, some intro music. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well. So you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast. This is your host, Ryan J. Pelton, the podcast dedicated to helping you write fast, often, and well. Get unstuck because you have a story to tell and your story matters. So, so glad that you're here. If it's your first time here, hey, welcome. This is my podcast, and we talk about all things writing, uh, wherever you are on the journey. Uh, maybe you're interested in writing your first book or getting started in the writing racket and uh, trying to give you some information, some inspiration, some encouragement along the way. And today we're going to do something that I don't think we've ever done before is we're going to do a live coaching session with a good friend of mine, Dr. Tian Doan. And he is a fellow pastor, writer, kind of entrepreneur guy, and he's written some books and he wants to get into the fiction racket. And so we are going to 
talk about his book that he's working on that he's kind of been stuck on. And I'm going to kind of walk him through some questions that I ask even of myself when I'm writing a book and the books I've written, fiction books, and try to help him get unstuck. So it should be hopefully enlightening, encouraging wherever you are in your journey. Maybe you're get, just getting started or just some things to think about, about story and how to write a good story, compelling story. And uh, we have a great conversation. It's jam packed with all kinds of goodness, writing goodness. And uh, so I'm going to keep this little introduction uh, short so we can get to the interview. Um, but just a, a quick couple things. Uh, still working on the 45-day novel course. We talk a little bit about, about that in the interview. And so if you're interested in that, get on the VIP list, and I will let you know when that is live and ready. I'm so excited. I'm getting very close, and it's been a labor of love, and I think it's going to serve you really well. I think it's there's like nothing out there like this in a good way. Uh, we get into mindset. We get into a blueprint on how to get those words on the page, how to write your books, how to edit your books, how to market your books, how to publish your books, and to do it 45 days or less, even with a day job. So I'm really pumped about this course, and uh, it's going to have some really cool stuff with it too. So I uh, look forward to sharing that when it rolls out. But without further ado, let's get to... T and Doan and my conversation as we do a little coaching on his book. So enjoy. Well, welcome everyone to the Prolific Writer Podcast. This is your host, Ryan J. Pelton. So glad that you are here. Today I have a second time guest, which is always fun to have friends back on the show and we're going to do something fun today. We're going to look at a novel that he's trying to write and we're going to doctor it up. We're going to have a lot of conversations and maybe this will help be helpful to you. Maybe it won't be, who knows, but uh, why don't you say hello, Dr. T and Doan and uh, tell us what you've been up to. Hey, hey Ryan. Uh, it's good to be back. I love your show. Um, well, let's see. Last time I was on the show, I, I uh, was working on um, some, uh, I just published uh, my third um, nonfiction book. Um, and uh, I'm a pastor, so it was uh, kind of on the, the ministry side of things. It was a, kind of a little bit of Bible study type book. Um, and um, since then, I've been um, trying to play around with doing some fiction. And I, there's just a, uh, it, it's, it's a whole different frame of mind. So um, uh, I'm not really sure where to go with it. I, I felt like the, the, the nonfiction um, pretty easy because it's it's what I'm used to to writing. You know, I, I will work on sermons and, and other you know writing other things, so it's it's easier um, to get the voice right. But uh, as I am dipping my toe into fiction, um, I, I find it quite intimidating. So um, I just listened to your podcast about you know when you were going over your um, uh, when you're talking about your first novel. And I was just like, man, that was just really cool. So anyways, I, I, I uh, want to see if uh, um, you could just uh, walk me through some of this. And it, it was actually quite encouraging where you, you, you know, you said that you wrote some nonfiction first and then, you know, and then you jumped into that fiction world. And uh, um, so I, I don't have anything, you know, I have some characters. I kind of know, you know, I, I, uh, the, so the, the genre um, and there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff. I got a rough story, but, um, I find it quite intimidating. It's just a different, um, 
uh, way of thinking, you know? So, yeah. So I, um, yeah, this will be fun. So, uh, so what's, what's cool about this is we're both very similar. So, you know, we, we both have written nonfiction kind of predominantly nonfiction, both been in pastor church world and then kind of trying to write fiction wearing different hats. So, you know, this is fun for me because I I'm, I'm there, I've been there. Uh, I'm continuing to be there. Cause I, I think uh, I was just interviewing someone and we were talking about how, how do you switch from nonfiction? To fiction? Like, is it a different muscle? Is it a different, you know, you know, what are we doing? Right. Um, and one of the things I said was I like fiction for different reasons. And one is because nonfiction tends to be more research heavy, more exact, more, you know, um, makes it easier on some levels. Cause if that's your work and that's what you think about all the time, it's just kind of like, okay, here's the research, here's the idea, here's the theme, here's the quotes, here's the, you know, yep. we're actually in fiction, you know, the best fiction that we write is just thinking like a storyteller. So we just got to tell the story and not get in the way of it. And I like wearing both those hats because sometimes fiction feels a little more freeing <laughs> where you're not having to worry so much about, you know, exactness and, and stuff like that. It's just trying to like tell the story. So, so yeah, so there's, there's like pros and cons and beautiful things, I think between each, each medium. Um, but they are very different. I mean, I think yeah. there are, are, you know, how you structure a nonfiction book versus fiction and stuff like that. So, um, so let's talk about, uh, a little bit of kind of the genre. Let's talk a little bit about the idea, a little bit kind of what, what what's been the iteration. Cause you mentioned you know, like your third attempt at maybe yeah. a story. Kind of so, like, so the first, this is what I wanted to do first. I, 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 I love, I, I read fiction all the time and uh, mainly like, uh, you know, spy novels and, you know, assassins. I haven't gotten to the antique assassins yet, but uh, you know, uh, and, and some, um, yeah, so that, that's the type of stuff I, I like, you know, even the, throwing some zombies and some military guys in there, that, that, that doesn't hurt things. So I was just playing around, and I, I got a character, I had some characters, and I, I wanted to, to make a little, like, A-team, little buddy, you know, different guys, and then just reading, reading around, um, you know, people just talking about... Um, uh, you know, writing to market and things like that. People were suggesting, hey, uh, how about make the protagonist a girl? So I was like, okay, let's, let's play around with that, uh, what that looks like. So the, so I, I, I think I got um, three characters that I really like how they interact, uh, at least in my mind. Um, and uh, so <laughs> this is the funny thing. Uh, at least I find it quite funny. Um, I just started, uh, I just put them in a situation um, just to see how they interact with each other. And, um, you know, just uh, a problem. It was like a, a guy walks into a diner. That was, I just started something like no background. And I just started writing, you know, writing into the dark and just letting it go. It's, it's going to be a first person uh, uh, point of view. And the reason why I put it down was I found it quite funny. Um, the, the protagonist was like, the most like funny, but really sarcastic, but really angry and was profane and cussed every other word that she spoke. And I'm a pastor. And I, when I was writing that, I was like, this is hilarious. You know, this is, this is like Quentin Tarantino dialogue here is really good. But, but, um, I, 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 I disturbed myself. <laughs> so I was, I was like, Oh, where did that come from? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I didn't set out to, to create this character like this. So that was the first iteration. Um, so I'm like, huh, I'm not sure. Uh, so I put it down uh, after, you know, just, uh, um, 
you know. So uh, it was just a, a situation and how she responded in that way. So that, that was the first thing. Um, I, I didn't have any story. And one of the things that I, I realized that uh, the world that I, I wanted to create, I really don't know much about that world. You know, I was going to make her, you know, some type of, uh, you know, assassin, you know, spy person. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to be one of those guys who, like, describes um, describes a gun the wrong way and everyone gets mad at me, you know. Yeah. So so um, I'm changing the story a little bit, um, you know, at least the world. And, um, yeah. So, so uh, that, that was my first kind of start. And I just wanted to see how they would interact. Um, you know, I don't, I actually don't mind, uh, where this, you know, I, I might have to use a little pen name, you know, um, to, uh, not that I'm maybe just so I could turn off the, uh, the mental critics as I'm writing, mm -hmm. you know, just so I could write freely. Yep. So, yep. so that's the main thing, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm just getting started. Um, I got, so my, my, my questions, like, I don't even have like a, you know, a big story structure. Like I, you know, I read the story structure books. I listened to a lot of podcasts on, about writing, um, you know, uh, and, you know, I don't have any, I'm not far enough along to get real specifics, but more about um, like, like, like your frame of thought. Okay. Like one of the questions I, I have uh, for, for you is, I, um, I was interested when, uh, um, most of the books I read are, are second person point of view. Uh, but you wrote, you wrote in a, uh, at least, uh, from what you, you read on that, that one episode, you, you, um, you wrote in the first person, mm -hmm. right? So the question is like, like, how, how do you decide, you know, like, how do you decide, um, the point of view. Uh, another another question I have is um, about uh, your and I heard you talk about it on on a podcast your method of um, editing while you're writing. Mm -hmm. I, I think you got it from Dean Wesley Smith or or, or someone. Um, so those are a couple couple sure. things. But honestly, I don't even know what I need to be asking. Yeah. Um, no, this is good. Like this is all really helpful stuff. I think. I'm picking up a few threads here. So, so uh, what, 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 uh, let me give you another, uh, another uh, tidbit here. So I was working on a, um, the book project that I'm, I'm really working on is a nonfiction slash memoir um, dealing with, a, um, with my mom's death. You know, there was a, she passed away several, about three years ago now. And we took care of her for, you know, uh, we, we cared for her as she, as she was dying. And it was just some lessons, like I was going to, you know, it's going to be story form, but I was going to pull out some lessons. So it's a little memoir, little, little, like, uh, lessons that I learned. And um, the funny thing is, when the writing of that gets heavy, and I want to procrastinate, all of a sudden, um, what, I do to procrastinate from that book is I start working on my fiction mm -hmm. and it feels so fun and freeing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know where the, the days, the, the hours pass. And um, yeah. So yeah, maybe another question about, you know, pantsing or, 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 you know, uh, plotting or pantsing, you know, what, what should you do if this is your first time? Sure. 
you know? Yeah, that, there's a lot there. Uh, well, and that, that was a little bit what I was saying earlier was, you know, there's something about fiction that is kind of, I call it cleansing the palate. It's like mm-hmm. you, you write these nonfiction books, you're, the work you do can tend to be very heavy, you know, uh, you're writing sermons and dealing with people. And, you know, there's something about fiction that's just very freeing. It's very like, just tell a story and it's not, you know, it's, but there's something there. I mean, obviously there's, you know, I talked about my first novel was really about dealing with my own death of my daughter. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I didn't think that at all when I was writing it until later when I look back and go like, Oh, that's what was going on there. I I'm, I'm writing through fictional characters and dealing with the loss of loved ones. Right. Uh, so, you know, there is more going on that, you know, we can, we could spend all day talking about that stuff, but, um, so, so let's talk. So we'll, we'll, we'll back, back the, the truck up a little bit and start just talking about, uh, you, you asked a question about first person versus third person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've written in both. So, so uh, so first person, uh, just why you would choose first person is you can really get into the emotions of a, of a character, especially if you have a kind of a main character, it's easier to do it that way. So if you've read like Jack Reacher novels or anything like that, a lot of his are first person. He does third now too, but a lot of them are first. And so you really get in the head of the character, um, which you don't get, you can still get in the head of a character in third person, but it really is kind of a more on an emotional level. Cause it's like, yeah. what, what is it's, it? a it's a little distant. It's a little distant. Yeah. It's like, you're really getting in like what they're thinking and all that. Now the problem with first person is it's harder to, uh, move them around in scenes because you got to yeah. stay in their head. Right. So if like you're, you're panning to a different scene, it gets a little more difficult. Yeah. So, so uh, a practical question. Yep. And, and I, I've, I've noticed it in writing, you know, so when they're not in the room, do you switch back to third person? Uh, you know, when you're like off scene, like you're, you're going to go see what the bad guys are doing. Sure. Uh, it just goes back to third person. Is that what, is that what you do or? So there's different uh, th- thoughts on this. One is uh, you, you either, you just have to commit to first person, the whole story. So your, your character is going to be there all the time. Um Another way to do it, James Patterson does this all the time, is he goes first to third all the time. So he'll go like first, you know, he's in, uh, oh, who's his famous character? Uh, uh, African-American uh, character. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, all his novels, can't even think of his name. Yeah, the anyway, t- t- Tyler Perry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all, those, all those movies, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he's first person with him, the detective, and then he'll like go to the next chapter and it'll be third person, some bad guy plotting something and then he'll switch and then he'll write a scene for that and he'll come back to first person back in the character. So that's, that's just one practical way to do it. it you know, if you want to do it that, and there's nothing wrong he, he does, he does, he does short chapters. Does he? Yeah, really do, short. Really. So short does chapters. he, does he just take a chapter, um, the uh, chapter at a time, like, like his chapters are a thousand words or less a lot of times. Yep. Right. Yeah. So does he, does he stay in the point of view, the same point of view in each chapter or. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you don't want to jump point of views in one chapter. That's just confuses the reader. So, yeah. um, and they're really short because you can think of a chapter as like a scene. So scene one, scene two, scene three. Uh, so only one thing's happening per chapter. That's kind of his, his pr- philosophy behind that. I actually wrote antique assassin that way just cause I read a lot of James Patterson. I was like, oh, I really like yeah. that. So I try not to have, some people will do like page breaks and they'll have multiple scenes. I just think, yeah, I think just keep it moving and especially if you're writing kind of more thriller ish action adventure type stories, um, yeah. keep, the, keep the pages turning. Um, and that's more commercial fiction. They tend to t- tend to move a little faster. So, um, so yeah, you have to think, okay, do I want my characters to be first person? 
uh, third person, how much, how much do I want to get in their heads? How much do I want to get in their emotions? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you mentioned three characters. So the question is, you know, do you have one character that that's really the hero or do you have kind of equal team? You know, that's another question of what, what point, yeah. point of view you want them to kind of live in. Uh, you know, originally, I mean, I think these characters are starting to come alive and, and I, I, you know, I think they eventually deserve their own little focus. But um, just for me, what I realize is um, as I'm trying to world build, as I'm trying to, you know, um, I, you know, I'm working on, you know, I mean, I read all the Save the Cat books. I read, uh, you know, uh, was it Larry Brooks and all these other, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going with a, a four-act structure that I, I forgot what it's called, story engineering or something that Larry Brooks mm-hmm. is. Um, so I kind of, uh, uh, but my problem is, my imagination gets all convoluted and it's it, the story gets too intense or too, you know, confusing. And then the characters, you know, uh, when I highlight them or whatever, they get too confusing. So I'm trying, I, I think I just want to um, do something really, you know, real, real, um, yeah, just real basic, real, real easy just to get it out there. Cause um, yeah. So I, I've only written some scenes uh, where the characters are actually in full, um, you know, they're act, actually interacting, their their personalities are coming out there. You know, they're starting, I'm, I'm starting to hear their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so the heart, one of the things that, that uh, uh, because I don't trust myself yet, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm relying a lot on the, the plotting. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so it feels wooden. Um, I'm not good at description. I think I'm pretty good at dialogue, but I'm not good at description and, and setting, you know, so that, that's one of the things I, 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 I've been realizing is, okay. You know how they say, you know, uh, show don't tell, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, uh, say so you got a thousand words on a, you know, a quick chapter. Do you always set the environment first and then put people in there or, I mean, I know there's no always and, and, you know, but in general, like I, I, I just need some practical rules of thumb just to mm-hmm. um, kick me down the street, down the road on this. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, you always, you, when I, when I write novels, I always think about reader experience. And so if I'm reading a book, cause I, you know, I've, I've read tons of novels too. I love, I probably read more fiction. I do nonfiction these days, but um, it's how can I make sure that when the person's turning the page to the next chapter, they know where they are and they, they, they understand. And it could just be a line. It could be two lines. It could just be, you know, the, the car pulled up into the parking lot of the Seven Eleven, and he jumped up, you know, it's like, okay, now I know where he is. Right. Um, so you always want to kind of just give the reader kind of their bearings because they, they don't want to be confused. If you confuse a reader, they're going to, you know, close your book and not read it. Uh, and so, it does, but it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be paragraphs and paragraphs unless that's really vital. So like I'm writing a scene, I'm, I'm starting a new series and these detective walks in with another guy 
and it's a just a dingy motel room and they find this girl who's been murdered in the shower or whatever. Um, like I want to give some environmental things because it really kind of builds the the feeling of what's, you know, this place and you know, why she's there and you find out she doesn't have any money. And so she's at the shady hotel and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, but again, that can just be a few lines. It can be a few paragraphs. It doesn't have to be, you know, overly. Um, but, but you're always like with each scene, you want it to kind of build on the next. So, you know, exactly. Or, or is this a totally different thing? Um, so like I was right, I'm writing this new one and, um, just trying to think of what's, what's fresh. Um, so you got the detective in one scene and then the next chapter, it's actually the, the bad guy, it's the protagonist or the antagonist. Um, and so all of a sudden he's in a mobile home. And so I want to make sure that people know, oh, this is the, this is the, uh, the enemy. This is, you know, the, the antagonist and they're in this mobile home and he's, you know, doing whatever. So, um, so yeah, I just want to make it clear, but it doesn't have to be like overly, you know, and so, some of that you can just grab by reading books and just seeing what they do. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, and you don't want to ins- insult your readers either. Like they're smart people. They can tell what's going on. Oh, okay. There he's at a store. Oh, okay. He's at, in the park. Oh, you know, I, I see what's going on here. Um, or maybe the last line of that chapter kind of is, is pointing to, Oh, now I need to go here. And then the next chapter, that's where he ends up. Right. He or she. Yep. Um, so that's just, I mean, that's just kind of feel stuff. That's just, as you do it, you'll, you'll kind of get a, a flow for that. And as you read more stuff, you'll go like, Oh, okay. I see how that, how they do that. Um, what I'm hearing you say though, and this is, this is kind of rookie novel stuff is the plot mm-hmm. is plot driven versus character driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of plot stuff in your head. You probably read too much stuff on plot. So now you yep. got like, is it three act? Is it four act? Is it 10 act? Is it this? Is it that? Um, he, here's what I would submit to you. And one would be, um, is every the reason we read stories is not because of plot it's because of character mm-hmm. uh, plot just services the character and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish so when i'm thinking about a novel i'm not thinking first act second act third act i'm thinking character hero and thinking what do they want what, mm-hmm. are, they, what are they trying to get what's the goal right mm-hmm. um and so i'm i i use a thing called uh that i've learned uh it's kind of he's a uh, screenwriter, um, John Truby, he wrote a 22 steps to becoming a master storyteller. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he talks a lot about character and he says, that's, that's really where it's at. I mean, that's why we pick up books. It's not uh, plot. It's not, Oh, blowing up a bunch of stuff. It's, I want to be along the ride and, and resonate with the character and I want to see what they do and I want to see what their goals are and, and their flaws and their desires and all those kinds of things. So, um, so like in my course that I'm, I'm building out right now, I have a whole uh, module on, on the seven step story structure and there's seven things um, that you need for, for, for the whole story really. And, and, the, and it's built around the character. So it's basically what they want and how they get that goal. And then the antagonist is basically someone who's trying to stop that main character or that hero from getting what they want. They want the same thing, but they want it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So every good story that you read, there's always the antagonist is always going after yeah. the hero and trying to get that thing, but in a different yep. way for different reasons. And if you don't have that, you don't have a story. You just, it's, yep. really, it's boring and it doesn't, it just meanders and doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so there's like, a flaw character has to have a flaw or weakness or something. Yeah. So each character, ha- well, I would say probably your hero or your main, you yep. know, protagonist would have a flaw, weakness or a need. And so, hmm. um, and then you want to think about it in, in two terms. This is what, okay. So this is what makes for people always go, what is an interesting character? Here's what typical people say. Uh, you know, an interesting character would be a guy who's got a lisp and then he's got a limp and he's got an eye patch 
and that's, uh-huh. that's going to be my interesting. That's usually what we do when we start writing novels. It's like, okay, I'm going to make these characters and she's going to be really tall and have ADD and a limp. And you're like that. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's um, shallow. That's shallow, right? What's going to make for a deep character and one that we care about and one that we're going to keep, keep flipping the pages is they need to have a psychological flaw mm-hmm. and they need to have a moral flaw. Um, Ooh, I like that. And so, um, so what does that mean? So what it means is uh, the, the psychological flaw is something that's damaging the hero. So it's, it's something about them that's jacking up their life to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, some uh, closets or something that happened. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. And so that's, you, you're going to get into backstory. You're going to get in, there's something there that's just, it's just, just, I like, I like those two because, uh, because psychological is, is most likely is something that happened to them, yep. but the moral is something that they actually uh, actively had to, had to choose. Yeah. Right. So, the, so, so the more, the moral flaw is it's, it's how it's damaging everyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. No? So, so this so person like was le- abandoned as a kid or whatever. And then he chooses to hurt someone else later on because yeah. that's his moral. You know, it, it came out of his, his wounds of, of his psychological yeah. wounds. Yeah. So the psychological is, you know, the orphan has got attachment issues, can't love anyone, can't trust anyone. So the, the moral comes out as cannot have any relationships, been married five times, you know, has no friends, just can't, can't latch on, can't trust, can't, you know what I mean? And so, so what you're thinking about as, as you're building out scenes and as you're building out the story is how would that manifest itself in you know, each scene, like, and again, it can be in big ways and little ways. So it can just yeah. be like, Oh yeah, here's another fight with his wife or here's, yeah. you know, how he deals with his boss or, you know, whatever. Um, and so you need both those things to make it really page turning because, because, because conflict is really the, the heartbeat of a story is the more conflict you can create the better. And that can be big stuff and little stuff. So yeah. what I mean, conflict is like every scene has to have some kind of conflict. Yeah. So it can be he spilled the water on his lap or it can be he got shot in the leg. I mean, it could be big or small, right? Yeah. Or it could be his wife left him or the, you know, his, his kid said he's a terrible father, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, and the reason is because nobody likes perfect heroes. Nobody yep. likes people yep. that are, it's just boring. Like, yep. you're just like, I don't, re- I don't resonate with that person. I mean, that's, that's why, why Superman is boring. That's why yeah. everyone <laughs> likes Batman more than Superman. Yeah. I mean, right. He's, he's this flawed, dark, I and mean, I think even the newer Batman movies are so much better because it has this kind of dark tone to, yep, you know, yep. to Bruce Wayne and his life. And he's kind of this loner and he's, you know, yep. whatever. Um, and the, the, the other thing is, you know, this is why I don't like Christian fiction, for example, is because the characters tend to be flat because, yeah. they're, because they're always nice and they always get saved and they always, you know, yeah. they, they always win. Right. But that's not how we are. Like we fall on our face every day. Um, I don't. Uh, luckily, I don't think I've ever read a Christian fiction. Yeah, you don't. You instead don't, of instead of maybe Narnia, is that Christian fiction? That's I mean, kind that's, of fantasy, right? Yeah, it's really so. not. But, um, so, so let me give you an example. I'll give you just so I mean, even our listeners will will appreciate this. So, from stories they'd understand. So, like Science of the Lambs. If anyone's watched mm-hmm. that, read mm-hmm. it, or watched the movie. So, so Clarice, the main FBI investigator, yep. her her main weakness, her main flaw is uh you know a couple things she's an inexperienced fbi agent yeah, so she's like yeah. this rookie but she's also yeah. haunted by these childhood memories if you remember mm. the story yep um and and she's also a woman living in a man's yeah. world yeah so she's yeah. got all these things going against her right yeah 
So her need, so her goal in the story, one of her goals in that story is to overcome her past and to prove she's a good agent in a man's world. Yeah. So her, so that whole movie, I mean, if you've seen the movie or the, read the book is it's her, I have to stop the what, Buffalo bill or whatever his name is. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and to prove really, it's not even about that. It's about, I have to prove it, it, myself. It's her earning her stripes. It's, yeah, uh, right? yeah. So you know what, what I, I would say it's like, Every Disney movie, there's that song, the I want song, you know, that, that every character has a song and they just put it out there. It's like the second song in the movie, the character has a need that they want and they sing about it. Yep. And, and so it's there. I guess that's also the theme. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with you. So there's a, a flaw, weakness, and need. Yep. Um, which goes right into the desire, which is, all, which is also the same, the second step is a desire, but it's the same question of what's the goal like so what does uh-huh. a hero actually want um you know what are they trying to accomplish like what what, are, what what's what, what's writing on the story so you like any movie any book you'll see it you'll see that right up front that it could be almost in the opening scene it's like oh toy story three it's like yeah. uh, uh the yeah. andy you know he's going off to college and he's got to get rid of all of his toys yeah. right and so the, all the all the characters are going you know, where, oh, what's going to happen? Are we going to have a relationship anymore? And he's, you know, he's sad and he doesn't know what to do. Right. So the whole thing is about what do we do with these toys? Um, and then as the story progresses, it's evolving, it's becoming something else. And so you don't give that away right away. Like the good characters are discovering what, what the, their real problem is. Yeah. So if, if, if a character has a psychological problem, which is also, turning into moral problems with other people. They don't know it. They, they, they don't, they, they, you don't just come out and go like, Oh yeah, this is what happened in my childhood. It's like, it's very evident that something's there, but they have to discover that later, which comes later in one of the steps. And that's, that's the revelation part. It's that aha moment of, Oh, that's, that's why I destroy every relationship. Oh, that's why I can't hold a job. Oh, you know, it's like, it's that, that kind of um, aha, you know, those aha moments in the story. Um, and then, so, so you got this, you got this character, they got flaws, they got, you know, internal, external flaws, weaknesses, they have a desire or goal, and then you're going to, you know, you need an opponent. So the opponent is obviously the antagonist. Um, and they're opposing this person from getting what they want. Right. Um, and so, you know, this is the villain, this is the antagonist, whatever language you want to use. And they're trying to, um, make sure that this, this person doesn't, doesn't fulfill their need. And so any good story that's really interesting is always going to have a hero that's they're going after the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could be, you know, Clarice uh, on Sansa Lamb's going, trying to solve this case. And then another cop who's trying to prove himself, trying to solve the same case and they could be yeah. enemies, you know, or whatever, or it could be Buffalo Bill or whatever they call him, uh, trying to, you know, manipulate her and stop her from, from solving the case or whatever. Um, and, uh, and so, so the scenes you're going to build out are how do we create conflict between these two characters that they're not getting what they want? You know, how are they failing time and time again? And the hero needs to fail almost to the end of the story till they actually have victory. Right. So again, they're going to keep falling on their face. They're going to try to solve the problem. They're going to try to get the goal. They're going to try to, you know, get the girl and it's just not happening. And then they're just going to keep falling down and falling down and falling down until they're about to give up. So if you do want to use a little plot thing, yeah, you know, build that in. It's like there has to come a point of, uh, okay, I'm Dark gonna give, Knight. yeah, Dark I'm gonna Knight. give up. Now this is classic Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Luke, Luke wants to give up. Who comes along? 
Yeah, this is the the mentor there. Yeah, the mentor, right? It's Yoda. It's hey, it's Obi Wan. It's Yoda. It's who's yeah, it's somebody, Yoda. Yeah. Whoever. It's it, I'm gonna I'm I'm here for you. You can do this. And then they then they kind of have a re-energized sense of you know all is lost, but now I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna beat the bad guy. I'm gonna beat the dark dark side. You know whatever. Um, and, and so that's in every single story in some way, shape, or form. It could be a you know a, a character that just comes along. It could be a friend. It could be someone that's already in the story. Um, but they're, but they're basically saying, Hey, you can do this, you know? Um, so weakness, flaw, desire, goal, uh, uh, opponent that's stopping them from getting what they want. What, what, the, let me, uh, let me ask you a question about the opponent. Yep. Um, they're after the same thing. And in, in most stories, it's kind of that, that golden fleece. It's that, it's that, you know, it's the briefcase in, 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 uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. It's like, they're after the same thing, but it really doesn't matter what that thing is. And, and it, you know, even the, most of these golden flea stories, it, it's the, um, like the protagonist already realizes they already have it or it wasn't that important anyways, or something like that. There's some type of, maybe that's that revelation. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned that. Yeah. That comes later. So, yeah. So you're not trying to be obvious because stories that aren't good, like are, they're too preachy or they're too obvious. It's like, Oh, now I know why I'm, you know, it's like, you don't yeah. want to be that obvious. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what makes for interesting storytelling is when you get to the end, you start tying up the loose ends and you go, Oh, it wasn't about that. It was about this. Oh, it was about losing your dad long time ago and making that right. Oh, it was about, you know, because you, you don't know, like it should be a surprise. I mean, that's why you keep turning the page or at, hmm. le- at least you don't want the reader to know. Um, I was reading, uh, oh, what was I reading? That was really good. They did a good, good thing on that. Um, oh, David Baldacci. I don't know if you read any of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I love his stuff. Yeah. He writes some great stuff. Uh, it's the one with the house. Um, uh, oh shoot. House on the street or house on the hill or something. Um, anyway, the, I mean, the whole story is about this, this, uh, this murder happens uh, when he's a kid with his, you know, his parents are involved somehow, but he doesn't really know why. And then like 30 years later, they're trying to figure out, so like when you get to the end of the story, you realize there's so many layers in the story. Mm. It's not about solving the crime. It's about finding this dad who has the second life and there's a different motivation for why he was doing what he was doing. It was actually to protect his kid. And so he's mad at about his dad for 30 years because he gets thrown in jail. But now he gets out and he realizes, oh, my dad was just trying to help me all along. I had no idea. You know, mm. it's like stuff like that. But you wouldn't know that as you're reading the story. You have yeah. no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that's the, the fun part, I think, of. Um, you know, telling yeah. stories in that way. Um, so opponent, what's after opponent? So after opponent is the plan. Um, and so the plan is a strategy to d- defeat the, the opponent. And so if you are thinking about characters and like plotting and, and scenes and stuff, it's like, okay, now you need to come up with some ideas of what's our strategy to stop the opponent. Um, and, and so you're going to have, uh, like I said, the character is going to keep failing and failing and failing and failing until it's like he's going to give up, he or she's going to give up, and then finally he's going to kind of come to his senses. But you have to have kind of a strategy in place of what that what that looks like. Um, and you want to build good tension all the way up to that because this is going to lead to like the final battle, you know, in the story. You know, the, the <laughs> good and the evil clashing heads, you know, the light side and the dark side you know, Luke, Luke Skywalker and, and Darth Vader are going to, you know, finally butt heads. Um, and, but you got, you have to have a strategy beforehand, right? Cause that's really what the whole movie's about Star yeah. Wars and, mm-hmm. and any story. It's like, how do they get there? How do they, how, what's, you know, are they going to take the millennium Falcon and, you know, 
whatever. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's, that, those are just pieces that you're going to kind of build into as you think about the story and the structure and kind of where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and those will just end up being kind of scenes of, of the strategy of how to actually take down the, um, mm-hmm. the opponent. Now, um, now when you think about a bad guy or a villain, it's not always, Oh, we're going to kill him. Um, there's different ways of, of taking down the, 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 the bad guy, you know, or the, the opponent. Um, you know, it could be a mental thing. It could be a physical thing. It could be, you know, whatever it could be getting other people along with you. I mean, that's, th- that's kind of the fun of making it up that there's not just one way, you know, because it, the easy way would just be, yeah, just cut his head off and game over. And maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe it's a dragon, you know, if it's a fantasy story or something, mm-hmm. but, but you know, there are, there are a lot of ways, uh, to do it. Like I love TV shows and movies where the endings like, Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming you know, how they kind of defeat the hero or defeat the, the, uh, opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go, Oh, that, I would have never thought of that in the middle of it, uh, a million years. Um, so you have a strategy, but then you actually have to figure out what the battle is. And that's like the step five, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it can be words, it can be actions, it can be whatever. Um, you know, and, and this is where, you know, this is usually going to happen kind of in the middle of the story. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes you have kind of like a first battle, where the hero doesn't win. Yeah. You got to lose. Yeah. I got to lose once. And then you got to kind of come back. That's always interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's the Rocky story, right? Yep, I mean, it's, yep. it's just funny how you just, when you think about it, it's like every story has it some way. Yeah. You know, he's got to lose it. He's got to lose a boxing match and then he's going to come back more trained, more pumped, more angry, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. beat the Russian or whatever. Um, so, so you're thinking about that. Like what's the, the battle going to be? Um, you know, is it going to be mental? Is it going to be action? Is it going to be, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the other thing is like, depending on genre, this is kind of when you have to think about things like this is like, like, for example, in a romance novel, the boy has to end up with the girl. Like that's just like an unwritten rule. You cannot have them not (laughs) get together or like, I guess, Apparently people freak out and lose their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless you're British. Cause there's like no, no happy endings in like <laughs> right. British yeah. romance stories. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so then, okay. So then, you know, as you, as the story's kind of moving in that direction, so you got this hero with the flaw desire, they got these goals, you got this opponent trying to stop them. You got a plan uh, to stop the hero. You got this big battle. And then after the battle, you have this self-realization. Okay. Um, that's, you call that revelation or yeah. Self-realization or revelation. Um, and it's, it's usually really painful. Um, because the, the hero realizes they aren't who they think they are. Um, you know, they're, they, they realize they finally realize they really are flawed and broken and need help. Um, those are the best stories. It's not because if you don't, if you, if you, if you give that too soon, again, boring storytelling, it's just like, they, they need to be totally unaware of this. But it's because of the, the the battle they go, oh wow. So so um, this is almost uh, like they, they they it sounds like they need to be losing like they, they can't win this battle it's or they have to be losing and then the self realization propels them to the ultimate you know it's uh, trust the force Luke I mean you know, yeah. it's the, that part right so they're they're losing you know. Yep. They're getting creamed by, by, you know, Death Star and and he realizes that he's he really is a Jedi, that he doesn't you know, he could just trust the force. Yeah. So that that's what you're talking about. 
Yeah. And, and what you're, what we're talking about too, is like the psychological flaws that we talked about and the moral flaws, like those are really coming out at the end. Like, Oh, that, this is why I can't hold a job. Oh, this is why I can't stay married. Oh, this is why I have addiction. This is, oh, you know, that kind of stuff. A great example, Huck Finn, uh, Huck realizes, you know, that he was wrong about how he thought about Jim, that Jim was less than human. That kind of comes later, like mm-hmm. towards the end of the story. So, so at the end of the story in Huckleberry Finn, Huck, Huck um, doesn't want to tell the, uh, I'm trying to remember who was trying to find Jim, but doesn't want to tell them where he is um, mm-hmm. because he'd rather go to hell. That's how the book talks about it. than get caught, you know, get, or have him get caught. So like he has this big transformation, this like, Oh, Huck goes, Oh, Jim's not less than human. Oh, he's just like me and I'll do anything to save him. Right. But he didn't know that at the beginning. He thought, you know, he's a, dirty, you know, human that doesn't, shouldn't, you know, be alive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so good stories always have that, that kind of big aha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- they're not who I thought they were. You know, I was talking about David Baldacci and that, that story about, you know, his family and the murder and all that. It was like, he realized, Oh, my dad actually wasn't uh, a bad guy. He was just mm-hmm. trying to protect me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, because all appearances seems like, Oh, he's doing some really shady stuff. And, you know, doesn't really care about his son. But in the end, that wasn't the, the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so you're going to have a, a self-realization. And then, and then what's going to happen, again, every good story has to have this, is the seventh step is, the, is a new equi- equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this is where, like, the hero has changed and has to grow. Um, and, and things have to look different, you know, by the mm-hmm. end. Uh, so they can't just be in the same spot. I mean, there's something that that's that's happened, that's that's very obvious. Now, there's a couple ways to think about that. Um, the hero can can grow to a kind of a higher level, um, and uh, and what that means is they see their flaws and they want to change and get better. Uh, you know, learn how to live in the world and not be such a broken, you know, stupid person or whatever. Or in some stories, it goes the other way. It goes they go to a lower level. And they actually get darker or they get, yeah. that's yeah. a little bit of breaking bad kind of the narrative. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of stories like that, but, but it, it goes lower. So, um, you know, um, Walter White starts out like when you, when you watch breaking bad, if you've seen it, I don't know if you've seen it, when it starts, uh, the first few episodes, you just really connect with the character. Cause you're like, Oh, chemistry teacher. He's got cancer, wants to take care of his family. So he starts, you know, doing some shady stuff. You, you go, Oh, I get that. But then by the end of the, st- of the show, he's gone to a lower level. He, he embraces his darkness. He embraces the fact, oh, this is just who I really am. And, uh, and, and, and so that's, that, that's just kind of choice on how you want to tell the story. Yeah. You know, the, do the people get bitter or they get better? You know, that kind of thing. So um, this is the hero's journey. This is the, the returning home with the elixir or something like that. It's yeah. the... Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's the hobbits going back yeah. home to the Shire, but they're, they're heroes. So it, like, it, yeah. So like Die Hard, you know, he's, yeah. here's, a, here's an example of a hero rising, you know, upper level, not lower level is like John, he defeats the, the criminals, saves his wife and then renews his love for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's like a higher level. Now the lower level, if you go back old school, like sixties, Vertigo, Hitchcock, movie called vertigo he he drags the woman to the top of the t- this tower to confess to a murder and she falls to her death like so like it's just like a different it's not like renewing the love and like you know she ends up dying in the end so mm-hmm. again that's just 
that's just choice. That's just how you want the story to go. There's no right or wrong. It's just, it's your story. You can do whatever you want with it. (laughs) So, um, uh, so, so you take, okay. So what you do is you have, you know, you kind of look at these seven steps and it's all character driven. And that, again, that's, what's going to make your, your, your story go is you got to keep that, those desires, those goals, those, those flaws, the hero attacking them. You just, that's, that's the whole thing. But what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to start writing about 10 to 15 kind of different events, story events Mm -hmm. that fit into that, that kind Mm -hmm. of narrative. Right. Um, And you're just going to kind of outline those out and go like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And like for me, I'm not a huge outliner, but I at least have some ideas Mm-hmm. And so, and those are going to change all the time. Like, Oh no, I think he's gonna go here. You know, I, I liked what you were saying earlier about getting to know the character. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get them in a room and just let them talk and see how they, yep. they respond. Uh, and, and that's the fun of creativity is just letting them go where they want. Um, but you want kind of some, a place to go and saying, and then you, then you can kind of use these steps as a filter mm-hmm. is to go, oh, okay. It, is this clear? Like this is their flaw. You know, is this what they're learning? Is this the hero? You know, why is the hero or why is the, the opponent attacking the hero? What do they really want? Does that really make sense? W- would they really do this or not? You know, and, and that's how you kind of keep your characters, you know, likable, but also realistic is if they have like a huge flaw, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up, but let's say they, yeah, they have this attachment thing and they just can't love and trust people. Like you can't have them just all of a sudden, you know, taking someone in and loving them and you know, having this, this close relationship, that doesn't make sense. That's not who they are. Right. That can maybe come later. Um, but you're just trying to keep everything kind of consistent uh, yep. and moving, moving along that way. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I really like this, this, um, cause I was getting a little bit too caught up in the plotting of the, you know, the bigger story structure, three act, four act, uh, you know, save the cat and beats mm-hmm. and story beats and all that sure. stuff. And, and I, I know what, it, why it is, is because I, I, you know, I never done it and I, I, I don't trust myself yet that, that intuitively oh, sure. it'll, it'll, it'll work through, you know, um, uh, a couple of questions. Yeah. Like, for example, you, you mentioned, uh, Jack Reacher. Okay? Yep. It's like, you know, you, if you ever hear uh, Lee Child talk about like, you know, they just like, he has no idea mm-hmm. what, where he's going. And like, I think the last few books really show that and has been really annoying to me because they're like, mm-hmm. what, what, what was that about? Uh, you know, yeah. like a third of it. Yeah. The, the third, it just meanders like, why, why did yeah. he, like why did like, he get on a plane yeah. to go to that city and then the next day come connect. back yeah. and there's no reason why you did that. Like was that, that one? I don't even know which one, maybe a few books ago. It was like a hundred pages where he just like Reacher. Yeah. Gets on a plane. He goes to like yeah. LA. Yeah. They, they, that's LA. the one they, that's the one they made the, the movie, one, uh, the, yeah. the last and movie then, out of but you're like, and it made no sense. It, you didn't need to do that. You could do that for like two pages, but anyway. Yeah. 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 So I, I kind of don't want to do that, uh, but okay. I, I, I do like the, the model of, um, the books I, I write, I, I read, are you know um, serialized. My favorite is 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 uh, Mitch Rapp, you know the Vince Flynn, um, and you know the character. Uh, if you're if you're writing a serialized, like they they can't change too much. Mm-hmm. Now Jack Reacher is a little bit too obvious and wooden, you know, like mm-hmm. he's twenty books in, and he's like he's still exactly the same. The same yeah. So yeah. So so. Um, uh, but, but I, I do, uh, want to set it up in that way. Cause I, I like, I want, um, you know, the stories I like are, are, you know, the, at least the world is developed enough where you could, you could go deep with this one character. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want to, um, uh, yeah, 
just, so, so what do you do there um, if you don't have a, you know, a trilogy character arc and you're going to wrap it up that you actually want to keep that suspense mm -hmm. for an indefinite amount of time until you get tired of it. Well, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm thinking about a whole series now. I haven't even written yeah, yeah. one book. Right. So, but, yeah, you, I mean, just think of it as like a slower burn. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, you, you're, you're not going to make these huge transformations. You're going to kind of make little slower smaller ones but like uh -huh. give give the reader like a little hint like oh he's starting to see like yeah he's got some issues but yeah but it's not going to be anything drastic it's not going to be like oh i have a drug addiction and then the next chapter he's clean so for example concept. for example uh you know mark dawson you, you read his books uh i've not read no i, I yeah. know you listen to his about. podcast yeah. you listen to his yeah, podcast yeah. so his character is like uh you know it basically is a british uh you know jack bauer type guy right so he he or whatever he's an assassin and uh he turned alcoholic and he's trying to um he's the same guy he's evolving but slowly because he's trying to uh do all 12 steps of the alcohol which is you know restitution right He's, you know, he's trying to make up for it. And you know, he's never, ever going to fully make up for it because he's killed hundreds of people. So, 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 but it gives him, the tension stays there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's real tension. Um, and there's a smaller resolution, like, oh yeah, I saved this family in this book. But his full resolution, like he's never going to heal that wound or, or you know, um, get, what he wants ultimately is to be absolved of all his, his, uh, his past, his past sins. Yep. Right. So, so something like that. I, that's, that's yep. what, um, that's what I'm hoping, hope, hoping for. Um, yeah. So like each book, like if you're writing a series, like each book is going to have kind of a, a mini transformation, like a little aha moment, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he's acknowledging it doesn't mean he's fully changed by any means, but, but he's, he's kind of going, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is a problem. This is an issue. Um, I'll give you an example. So for my own books, like Dexter O'Kane, who's the antique assassin, I have five books in the series so far. Um, he's still the same guy. Like he still has the same demons. Like he just, he's not good with relationships because he, he's just too much into his work and, you know, has too much brokenness in his past. His wife died and his kid died and he's still, are you, are you confessing? Are you confessing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is me. Um, and, um, but each, each book, there's a moment where he kind of, he, he realizes I did it again. Um, now he hasn't changed, but he, he goes, yeah, I, 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 I messed up this relationship. At, once, At least he, once, he once sees it. That, that he is, sees it. he sees it. That is yeah. uh, growth. That is growth. Yeah. That is change. But then the irony, it's like the next book picks it up and he's, you know, off somewhere else working and his wife's going like, where are you? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so, but that makes it interesting. At least to me, it does. It, it, you know, at least what readers say. It's, it's interesting because it's like you really want him to make it right finally and to be the dad. Because deep down, he wants to be this certain kind of dad. and He wants to be this certain kind of husband, but he just, just can't seem to get there. Um, and and so, uh, so, so, you know, I don't know when the series will end or how long it'll go, but uh, but, but yeah, I mean, and even in the end, it doesn't have to be this like, oh, and now he figures it out finally, you know, it, it may, he may never, um, I mean, Walter White at the end of Breaking Bad, like it, it's one of the greatest endings I think ever written because you're just left with like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if he, <laughs> you know, there's like these moments of grace, these moments of he's coming to his senses and yeah. these other times you're like, nope, still the evil, wicked, dark dude yeah. that he, you know, 
And I, I like that. I like that mystery too. That kind of, you live in that tension of like, it could yeah. be this way. I think books, books could go further, a lot further than like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. like you, you, they were still writing James Bond books, you know, they're still yep. writing, you know, yep. all these. So you could, um, yeah. Uh, explore a lot of things. Um, th- this is really helpful. And, and, uh, uh, Hey, I have an idea for you. Like, uh, yep. maybe you should, uh, come up with a course or like a 45 day uh, class or something to help people uh, work through some of these things. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So a uh, good segue. No, uh, no, no. What, what are you doing? I mean, you, I've yeah. heard you talk about it. What, what are you doing? And, and uh, I, I do. Okay. So one of the, I listen to writing podcasts more than any other thing, just cause it's, it's um, I, it, you know, it's my pastime right now. It's just mm-hmm. something I really enjoy. So, um, one of the podcasts that I really enjoyed and now I kind of hate is the story grid podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you listen to that, those guys uh, uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Not much. Anymore. Yeah. So, so it's like three years, the, the, uh, the, you know, it's, it's Sean, uh, coin and what's, uh, um, shoot. What's the guy? What's oh, yeah, the guy's yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah. He's Tim. Tim, Tim. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, Tim what Grawl. is his name? Tim Grawl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guys. But this is the thing. Um, is he still not written his book? No, he's not. But this, the, the, the frustrating part is, I think I know why I'm frustrated with it. Uh, because I was like following along. Because his mentor in writing a fiction book is an editor, not a writer. Right. So Tim keeps on coming up with more and more stuff. And it's just like, um, I don't. It, 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 you know, it, it starts to be discouraging and there's like yeah. it's so many layers and he's like, like, you know, it, it was a little bit too much. And I wonder if, if, you know, like, um, you know, you're, you have, you know, you're, um, you have a process, um, but you're, you know, you've got a day job and you're doing this on the side. You're just like a guy who's doing this out of the love of it. And you mm-hmm. figured out some things I I'd love to, to, uh, to hear, um, more of you teaching this stuff. And, and honestly, that, that, that one episode that I mentioned uh, was one of, I, I, I've been listening to you for, for years, but I think it was one of your best episodes because you were teaching. Even the stuff that you're telling me right now, um, the teaching aspect from a practical, like you just boiled down story grid, uh, four act, three act structure, hero's journey, save the cat, into like these seven things. I mean, it's just, I think it's great. Yeah. So anyways, I, 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 I would love to, to, uh, hear you, um, teach just, you know, um, yeah. Anyways, um, I well, appreciate you know, this. And, and so like the 45 day novel course is, I mean, that's really what it's, it's built for. It's, it's, it does a couple of things. One, it's, it's trying to unearth some of the myths that we have about writing and storytelling and, you know, you, you have to have nine hours a day to write and, you know, all that stuff. So that's why I even have a little caveat, you know, you can write, edit, publish, market your book in 45 days or less, even with a day job. Um, because most professional writers write a couple hours a day, that's it. And so we, we've kind of created this, this ethos or this myth of like, you know, you need all this extra time and, and this and that. Um, and then you get, you know, story grid, you get this very complicated Excel spreadsheets, you know, 53 uh, chapters and scenes and, and it becomes very wooden. It becomes very plot driven. It becomes very, you know, exact. And, and yeah, you're hearing it from an editor, not necessarily a writer that's even written anything. Um, and, and, and again, not to, again, these are 
you know, professionals and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but I felt like, like it just gets discouraging in yeah. three years. They're sitting yeah. on this and they're still digging into, yeah. is, it, is this a story that works? Yeah. I'm like, you know, it, uh, right. it, it made it a little bit too complex, especially on their first go around where, where I'm at, where I just like, I just want to get something out there yeah. and just see where it works. And like, yeah. I need to go from zero to one. Yeah. And I, I don't need to polish this thing up yet. Well, and see, that's, that's what 45 day novel is. It's, it's a philosophy that says, uh, it's better to write something in a shorter period of time than a longer, because you know how it is. You've been working on the same, you know, three different ideas for how many years, right? Yeah. Um, I did the same thing years ago. It, it it's, it's you, you paralysis by analysis. It's like, I, you know, I got to get the structure. I got to get the care. I got, you know, this thing, I don't even know what I'm doing by shrinking down the time you're, you're, you're staying in that creative flow. You're staying in the characters. You're staying in the book because I know with me, like if I leave something for months and months and months, it's really hard to get back to it. And so I, I created the course for people like yourself. That's like, Hey, first book, second book, third book, like you're just jumping in. You want to get some more skills, but also a blueprint that you can keep following time and time again. Cause it's, it's evergreen. Like nothing will change in this course. Like, I mean, there'll be other things, but like, there's not any new revelation that you need. It's really all there to kind of get out of your own way. A lot of it talks about mindset too. And, and, you know, a lot of it's just our brains and how we, we think about writing and, and all the myths that we take in and all that stuff. Um, but also having, like, I just went through the seven steps, like that's in there, um, how to write a page turning story. Um, you know, how to, how to, uh, carve out time to write, how to set a goal of how many words you're going to write a publishing deadline, um, how to market your books, how to, you know, edit your books as you go, that kind of stuff. Um, because there's just been a lot of, a lot of, too much critical brain and, and you have to like, let's trust your subconscious, trust your creative brain. That's going to just get the and, story out. And I, that's, that's a good word because I, I, um, I've read enough fiction books to know what a oh, story yeah. is. Right. Yeah. So, and you've so read enough and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so where, where are you in the process? I mean, uh, are you beta testing this thing? Is it, uh, you're still creating it or what, yeah, what's, what's going on? I mean, literally uh, even, uh, this afternoon I was, you know, loading videos and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of building out the, the actual back end of it, which has been way more of a headache as you, as you know, you built courses. Yeah. Um, and so is it going to be a teachable thing or is it going to be, yeah, it's going to be right on my website um, that you can access and you know, it'll be a paid thing, but, but you know, you can get it right on the website and you know, video, audio, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's going to have, you know, some holding hand holding as well. So there's gonna be like a Facebook group and, office hours and people want to ask questions, you know, it's going to be real personable. So, cause I know people, a lot of people just need handholding. It's like, I don't know where to publish my book. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to outline. I don't know how to, you know, whatever. So just real, real accessible um, as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully in June we'll have something uh, where people can actually start signing up and kind of get it, get it going. So um, I mean, it's end of May, but hopefully no later than, than June, middle to end of June. So yeah, it's yeah. Been, been good. Like, and it's just kind of taken all the stuff I've learned and stuff I've learned from interviewing people and stuff I've read and, you know, and, and hopefully it's kind of a working man's, you know, novel writing course, if you will. Yeah. Or, or woman. Uh, Hey, one, one last thing. And I, I'd love to uh, beta test that, or if you want to, uh, you know, I'd love to figure this out and you yep. could use me as a, a guinea pig or something. Sure. But, um, what, one question, uh, I heard you talk about it a little bit, but um, writing fast, 
you're editing along the way. I personally hate editing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, uh, I, yeah. So talk me through that, um, that process, why you think it's important to, 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 you know, at least do that. It was like a circular thing. I, I figured out what the, yeah. So, so yeah, editing along the way, mm-hmm. um, how that keeps the story uh, moving. Sure. Well, t- talk to me about that. So you already answered the, the, the question was you hate editing and that's me too. Um, and so when, when I wrote my first novel, I started working on 2011. Um, and then I tried one in 2012. I finally wrote my first one, finished one, at least a rough draft in 2013. So the problem was, uh, I didn't do any editing as I went and I didn't think that was smart because everyone said, okay, you start at page one and you go to page 300 or whatever you're doing. Um, and don't look back, right? Just get, get the, get the rough draft out there. Now that's one way to do it. Hey, it's totally fine. I, I'm not legalistic here when it comes to that, that philosophy. Um, but as I started listening to some professional writers that were been writing for 30, 40 years is I realized most of them, and I can probably say that pretty confidently do some kind of editing as they go. Uh, I'll give you a couple, couple examples. Dean Koontz, he actually rewrites every single page before he goes to the next page. So by the time he hits the end at the end, he's done. Like it's, he, it's just now again, by the time he's edited, he's edited the thing like, you know, dozens and dozens of times. So it's not like it's a mess. It's actually, he just wants to get it exactly the way he wants it as he tells the story and goes back. Um, so I use kind of a circle back method. It's, it's pretty simple. It's um, every, you know, thousand words or so I kind of circle back and I say, okay, where, where's the story at? What, you know, clean some things up. Um, and what it does is it keeps me in creative brain or, you know, if you, if you want to call it that, um, because when you, when you just write straight through and then you come back, you go right to critical brain and critical brain is this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's too much of a mess. I'm never going to finish this. This is waste of time, that kind of thing. But as I kind of circle back, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm kind of getting back into the flow of the story and going like, Oh, Dexter did this. Oh, this needs to happen. Oh, okay. And then once I get back to where I'm at in the story, I can start writing and I have new fresh ideas. Um, and so it's going to look a little different. So sometimes it's, it's editing as you're actually writing for the day. But then when I come back the next day, or, you know, let's say a few days later is I'm going to go back in and I'm going to do a little cleanup too. And so that kind of brings me back into the story going, Oh, okay this is happening. This is happening. Oh, this doesn't work. I can cut that right now. And then just, just go and then just start plowing through. Um, and so by the time I'm done, my first draft is really, really clean. It's not a final draft by any means, but it's, it's in a, in a lot better shape and it's at least the stories where I want it to be. And there's some, you know, and, and I've fixed a lot of like just dumb typos and, and things that don't work. Um, so, but by the time I'm done, I've actually edited the book many, many times. Like I've polished it up quite a bit. It's not like, oh, it's, this isn't a method of just write, you know, clean a few spell, spell checks and then move on. It's not that at all. It's, it's, you've actually spent a lot of time with it and got it exactly the way you want it. And because my thing is like, I really believe that the longer you take on something, you're just letting that critical lizard brain come in and just tell you this is the worst thing that's ever been written. And you'll still do that later. That's just normal. Um, but but, and, and then you forget uh, the, you forget the story. What yeah. I notice is that yeah. I I'll repeat something, you know, where because I was like, oh, you know, I had this idea, I, I forgot I already wrote that whole scene <laughs> right, right, right. already, and I was like, oh, okay, no, yep. it's already there. 
So yeah. No, and, I, I do, I, and then I do something. Um, I stole this from Dean Wesley Smith. It's actually kind of like outlining after you write it is that when I go back in, I make an, I make an outline. And so I, 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 it's because it reminds me, Oh, uh, you know, Bob went here, did this shot that bad guy. And then Mary came in and did this. So like, I'm actually doing an outline after the fact. So I don't do what you just said. So I don't write, you know, the same scene over and over or miss a thing. And so by the time I'm done, I'm like, Oh, I can kind of go through as I'm editing. Cause I'll do one last polish. Um, and then go, Oh, okay. This is where I'm at in the story. This is how this goes. Um, and I do a couple of things. Like I talk about this in the course. Uh, what I do also is I, I use some software as well. So, um, so I'll do editing, polish it up. I'll get through the first draft. Um, and then I'll go back in and I'll read it just straight through like a reader, um, pick anything up I can, and then, then it's good. Um, and then what I'll do before I send it to my editor is I'll run it through like Grammarly or I'll run it through mm -hmm. writing aid or one of those. And then that, that way, cause it's, it, it's not human and it can pick up things I don't see cause I'm just living mm -hmm. with it so long, yep. get it absolutely clean. And then I'll send it to my editor and then the editor will, you know, make some marks obviously. And then I'll, once I clean it up, I, I usually run it through one more time just to like a high level spell check just to make sure it's as clean as possible. And then, uh, and then I'm done. And so, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing, uh, Tian is like 45 day novel is about believing that you have more than one story in you. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what it's about because I, I'm just tired of hearing about the guy, you know, I mean, every week I have a friend, it's like, Hey, I've been working on this thing for seven years. It's like, you could have written like 10 books by this, by this time. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I, I think that first book, like you said, it's like, you got to get it out of you and then you got to get to the next story. Like it, it's just, yeah. everyone has more than one story. And, and that's what I, I want them to just keep, keep writing and saying, Hey, I did it. It was awesome. I love this story, but you know what? I got a whole series in me or I got, you know, and so it's, it's really built out for that just to keep, keep that momentum because there is something that unlocks in us when we finish that first one and we go like, mm -hmm. Oh, I can do this. Um, but, but you have a process that's not overwhelming and, and kind of wearing yeah. you down. So, so for you, what did your first fiction novel do for you? And you, you know, you read, you wrote a lot of, you wrote nonfiction before. What, what for you, what did that do? What, you know, in your confidence and just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, what it did is, you know, it's, you know, I, I, you listened to the episode a couple episodes ago about, you know, I, I kind of, you know, doctored my book and I hadn't read it in years. And uh, it, it just, it kind of reminds you like every book you learn something new and you try something new. Um, and so, and, and what you learn is like, that's just where I was at that time. Like that, that was Ryan 2012. That, that guy's gone. Like that guy doesn't exist anymore. Um, and so I wasn't as, as good. I'm not to say I'm, you know, perfect. Cause I'm not. Uh, but, but definitely I've gotten better along the way by writing, by doing it. Right. And so, so I'm not hard on it anymore. I was hard on it at the time, but now, you know, six, seven years later, I go, that's just where I was. You know, I've gotten better as a storyteller. I've, I've learned new things. I've gotten better at dialogue. I've gotten better at description. I've gotten, you know, I tried something. I wanted to do kind of a, a James Patterson flip the page, you know, three hours of four hours of fun, you know, just go for it. Right. And that's what I did. I experimented. Okay. Some people like it. Some people don't. That's fine. Um, and then every book you're kind of trying new things, you know, you just say, Hey, maybe I'll do more dialogue in this book or I'll do more description in this book or I'll write shorter chapters or longer chapters or whatever. Um, so every book's a learning experience. And, uh, and I think that's the, the thing that writers don't realize. It's like, yeah, that's what it's about. You're just, you're just learning. You're, you're just getting better and then get it out of your system and move on to the next one. Don't, you know, I call it the golem factors, you know, stop doing the whole, Oh, my precious, you know, it's just this, this thing that, I mean, you've written nonfiction books. I have too. It's like, 
yeah, some are, they're okay. Some are not great, but I, I just have to get over it and go, I got another book in me. I got another story to tell, um, move on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's part of it. So Ryan, I, I, Hey, thank you for your time. Um, give me some homework. Uh, give me, give me an assignment. Um, like what, 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 what you know, yep. let's, let's, let's say a month from now. What, like what, 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 uh, yeah. Give me something I could do. Yeah, I, I would uh, say, so, so here's, I mean, this is real simple. So I would just say, um, go back. Okay. So you got these three characters or one character or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got three characters. I got a, I got a story. I got a rough story mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of a world that's, you know, um, uh, little, yeah. So it, it has a setting. Yep. Um, so, so if you have the setting, I mean, you have most of it cause you're just putting your characters in a setting. That's basically all, every story it's like is it in space or is it in real time or is it fantasy mm-hmm. i mean that's <laughs> it's pretty obvious so um so so go through take those seven steps and kind of run that through as a filter and just kind of make little notes like okay it is my weakness desire flaw for my characters clearly defined uh is my desire goal clearly defined is the opponent clearly defined um you know what is it that they're trying to you know stop the the hero from getting um you know what what's my plan you know of uh stopping the the antagonist you know all all those things we walk through right so you kind of run that through that grid and then like i said you'll 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 write about 10 to write like 10 to 15 scenes Mm -hmm. kind of through that grid and say okay do these kind of move where the story needs to go or at least i have that the big idea and again those can change that's fine but it at least gives you kind of a track to run on so for the next month, you have kind of like, hey, I can work on these 15 scenes. Let's say they're, you know, a thousand words each. I mean, that's mm-hmm. 15,000 words, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so, no, that's way more than that, 30,000 words. Um, but, but you know, um, you know, if you did a thousand words a day or whatever, and, and again, you're just kind of building out those scenes and just say, are these, are these elements there? Are, it, it, you know, because that's, that's the whole story. And then you're kind of just building the plot around that. Um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a, it works for like getting the story started, but it also works for evaluation. And that's what I do too. It's like, when yeah. I go back in and I look at, it, I go like, is that, is that really clear? I don't know. You know, um, maybe I don't have my, you know, uh, desire for the character very clearly defined. Cause then you go, Oh, well I just need to add a scene that makes that really clear. So that, that's yeah. what I would do. Okay. Well, very good. Man, you've been more helpful than, uh, yeah, I think you kind of got me unstuck here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to do it. No, I just gotta. And just, you know, and, and Tian, like, just tell a story like you did when you were a kid. Like, like, don't let all this, you got all this like structure, save the cat stuff in your head. Like you just got to kind of tap back into the joy of telling a story and just let yeah. your, trust your creative brain, trust your subconscious. Like the story will come out. It's amazing how that works. It just does. Yeah. You, you've taken a story your whole life just start telling the story, you know, you know, you got some characters, see what they do. That's the fun part. Yeah. You never know what, what they're going to do or say. Um, but, but you got a story in there. So just, you kind of have to like free yourself and just give you permission to just go yeah. for it. Just go for yeah. it. Yeah. I, I know it's resistance. You know, yeah. I, you know, I blame that. Oh, I don't, I don't know the story. I don't want to waste time, yeah. you know, with this, if I don't have a story yet and it's yeah. just resistance. And, and you know, that thing about, you know, they, they, like I heard Lee child and, and Stephen King talk about like, you know, hey, story's no fun if you know how it's going to end, right? Yeah. So for me, uh, like when I just started, because I just wanted to get to know the character, 
when when the protagonist started taking on a life of her own and like uh i'm like it felt weird it felt so normal but i also was like wow she's really dark mm-hmm. and uh, you know of course you know at first i was thinking well you know this could be some kind of christian genre i was like oh that's not gonna fit at all that's not you know mm-hmm. that, that christian genre is not gonna fit with this one at all <laughs> so 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 <laughs> i i um yeah i was getting real dark um so you know i guess i i i uh, gotta let my protagonist just be who they're gonna be yeah. and um let, let that come out so um yeah i appreciate it this this, this uh hopefully you know um i'll uh, you know i'd love to um you uh, uh show you some stuff and and get your feedback uh you know in the future if possible yeah so right. yeah so yeah next time we have you on we'll you know be be promoting your new novel so yeah yeah we'll keep keep at it man all right, finish that course so people like me can benefit from it. Yeah, that's that's the goal. So, well, thanks, Tian. It's so so much fun. Thanks for coming on and letting us riff, and uh, hopefully, we help some people today. Thanks. Well, there you have it, prolific writer nation, Doctor Tian Doan, and uh, hopefully, you got some insight into just things to think about. I, I you know, when you when you're thinking about a book and you're getting stuck sometimes it's just about asking a lot of questions uh and that's what i I try to do i have this kind of seven step story structure uh john truby talks about this a lot in one of his books and uh it's just questions i I just ask the story you know what 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 does my characters want what's their desire what is the 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 protagonist you know what 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 is the the strategy to you know fight the battles and 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 get what the what the uh, what the character wants and all these kinds of things. And, and so a lot of that is just really, yeah, just asking a lot of questions. Uh, do I have a story or do I just have events happening? Uh, so hopefully that was enlightening. Thank you, Dr. Tian for coming on the show and uh, go check out his books. I'll have all his information on in the show notes and just a couple things before you go, uh, get on the VIP list. That course is coming out soon. And also just to stay updated on latest podcasts and articles and other resources that we have going on. I'd love for you to be on that list. It's a great way to just connect and we can connect together, send out a weekly uh, update newsletter. Uh, secondly, leave a rating, a review on iTunes. If you enjoyed the show, and if you didn't enjoy the show, leave an honest review. It helps us get the show out into the world. Uh, apparently iTunes is a, all the kids are listening to iTunes these days. So uh, I'll put the link in the show notes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Love for you to leave a review. And then lastly, uh, support the show. If you want to support this show and about 20 other podcasts on the project entertainment network, we have a Patreon page, uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you can get some cool, uh, autographs and stories and other swag. You can check out all that information on the Patreon page and it supports this show and also all the shows in the network. And there's some great other shows in the project entertainment family. So check those out as well. Well, hey, this is Ryan J. Pelton. I'm so glad that you stopped by the Prolific Writer podcast today. And before you go and before I go, I have one more thing to say is get those words on the page. And I'll talk to you real, real soon. Every person's story has something to teach us. How others view life, how obstacles are overcome, how joy is felt how fears are faced, how love is expressed. The Matters of Faith podcast explores individual stories of people's lives and how faith plays a part. It may not be your story, but it may help shape yours. 
The Matters of Faith podcast with Jay Wilburn is on Project Entertainment Network. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.